Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched The Lion King, directed by Jon Favreau and released in 2019. The plot of the movie goes something like this. After the murder of his father, a young lion prince flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. Otherwise known as Hamlet, but with lions. Thank you. I knew someone had to say it, and I nearly did. Okay, so as we usually do, we're going to give you a little uh, section before we start the spoilers to let you guys know whether or not you should see this movie. Mel, should people see this movie? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm a bit over these Disney remakes. Like, I think we all are. Um, but I we don't know. All the Mulan ke- trailer actually looks good. We, but Yeah, I know. And we all keep going. So they keep making them and they keep making more money. Like this has made so much money. It is a huge nostalgia market on this as we'll get into later. I went, I saw this in a, like an actual baby friendly screening and it, it really was the, the exact thing we keep talking about of like people our age taking their kids mm-hmm. along to things they loved when they were kids. So I, like, although the film is to my mind a very pale imitation of the animated version, these are clearly a fact of the cinematic landscape until such time as Disney's back catalogue becomes unprofitable to them. So, I mean, I think lots of people already have seen it as well. It's made like Avengers-style money too. Yeah, but yeah, it's – I mean, it doesn't offer anything new Mm. and it's so, like, dull. Mm. One of the biggest problems I had with this movie was the colour scheme because it's – it, the Lion King is this beautifully animated, uh, the original is this beautifully animated 2D cartoon with amazing colors and amazing, you know, movement and energy and all this sort of thing. And this was so lacking in all of that and, stuff. And really clever use of like film grammar. One of the, th- the things I was disappointed with that they didn't do was be prepared from yeah, the original. Yeah, I was sad about that um, too. <laughs> which we'll get into more in spoilers, but like that is just a huge, amazing set piece. In the animated version, in this one, it was like, oh. Yeah. But, yeah, lo- lots of that kind of stuff where you it just, yeah, you lose a lot moving into this. It's, it almost feels like, and I watched a video last night, um, one of those Vanity Fair notes on a scene where John Favreau did a, where, where the director does that video where he, you know, draws all over the screen and tells you why they're doing things. And it, this film almost seemed more like an exercise in how far you can push the bound, like they could push CGI and what they could do with making a CGI movie and how, how they could improve on animal animation, you know, making uh, live action looking CGI animals and things like that. It almost seemed like a technical exercise rather than like a, a let's uh, look at this fun movie and try and make something different and original. Yeah, that's, that's where I am on this. Yeah. I mean, yes, there were a few things that I liked about it. Mm. Not a huge amount of them, but I mean, if you want to watch Lion King, go see the original or wait till this is out on DVD and go, oh, look, it's interesting how they made it all CG and then go watch the original because the original is so much better and this doesn't really add anything. And if you have kids you want to show it to, show them the animated version. They're going to like it more anyway. You can watch it at home 10,000 times over. Um, it's sad too because once again they've like made uh, they've cast a lot of people of color in this movie yeah. and they didn't in the original and it you know on all those fronts it's so much better and yet the movie came out not as good. Yeah, so exactly. it's disappointing. Yeah. So we'll move into spoilers for The Lion King. Um, obviously, we'll also talk spoilers for the original animated version as well as this version. So um, if, yeah, that's a thing, pause the podcast and come back when you've seen the movie. Yeah. Sorry, my brain just went to, I was thinking about Hakuna Matata and then I was thinking about how amused I am that they kept the, like, one fat, one gay casting. <laughs> 
of Timon mm. and Pumbaa. Like, yeah. okay. That, actually, that one of the things I liked is Billy Eichner can actually sing. Yeah, I know. I actually, I really liked his Timon. I, and I really liked Seth Rogen's Pumbaa. Their Hakuna Matata was sometimes good, although there was some weird stuff with, again, pacing. Like, they don't seem to mm. know as well how to do the ad-libby bits. Yeah. Because the pacing of those, it, it didn't have that kind of call and response mechanism that the original has mm. um but uh, considering that seth rogan can't really sing it doesn't sound bad no no it doesn't full full confession i had to change a nappy during a kuna banana oh, okay. but um it was I, I was in the cinema i just was like a little distracted but yeah i liked them too i thought i really did like billy Eichner. i thought he was kind of it kind of showed up the bitchiness of the character which is there in the original but it, it is more obvious here as well and that it's they're still fun and anytime there was any kind of comic relief i was so relieved because like it was quite dreary a lot of the yeah. time well nathan lane is usually more kind of whiny yeah than whereas bitchy yeah and that's sort of how it came out which is fine and and that was and i actually like that too. but it's a slightly different timon and that's i that's good see, when they make it, changes yeah. it's good um i was actually talking to um the person i saw this with and we were talking about the jungle book mm. and one of the things i loved most in the jungle book was christopher walken as king louis and the like creepy scary version of mm. i want to be like you yeah rather than the like happy distracty version of the original like that's a big change yeah yeah but it gives the new jungle book a different tone yeah. which is really cool yeah this doesn't do that ever no it doesn't and, and that's about as close as they get like the the other times where they make changes i don't think they do as as good a job of it like no, there's an original song changes later on to kind of showcase beyonce actually no i also did quite like the new um lion sleeps tonight Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, Timon and Pumper. <laughs> yep. They're probably the highlights. Yeah. Um, I had this moment when Donald Glover came bursting, Donald mm, Glover Simba mm, came bursting through the trees and did the, it means no worries bit yeah. where I was like, oh, like, yeah, that, that was, was cool. cool. But then Can You Feel the Love Tonight was hot garbage. It was dreadful. Beyonce can sing. Donald Glover can, can sing. sing. What was this thing that they put in this movie? I know. It was so bad. No. It was so bad. It I was cringing ha- through the whole thing. And the biggest problem I had with the whole movie, everybody's going, tonight, 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 it's broad daylight. It's the middle of the day. Oh. It won't be night for several hours. Yes, that's true as well. <laughs> like the whole song, I was sitting there going, it's day. It's the <laughs> middle of the day. Like it's not even evening no it's just day does the original animated one have take place in the day though? it takes place in the evening, the evening so it right. transitions yeah, yeah. from like yeah. sort That's of right. twinkly twilight yeah. to night yeah. while yeah. they sing the song yeah it makes sense right so it makes sense for them to go if they fall in love tonight because it's over the, like it's yeah. as it's happening this one is just day oh. it's day I, because they like they it, they make it all happen over the course of like one day oh, yeah that's right where nala comes and then like leaves and then he chases her and then it's nighttime when he gets mm. back to pride rock yeah yeah and i'm like that like timing wise surely he was traveling for longer than that like this is weird and i don't understand this uh-huh. but it's it's just day. <laughs> that is exactly the kind of thing that would bother you too. <laughs> so, well, it's the whole song is tonight. I know. And the, 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 he, Timon sings about the sweet caress of twilight and it's the middle it's not of the day. Twilight yet. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Oh, it dear. doesn't make any sense. <sighs> oh, dear. Okay. Seriously, in my notes, there's like four in a row that are like, it's broad daylight. It's day. It's broad daylight. 
Pentatonics do it better. Beyonce can sing better than this. It is day, day, exclamation mark, exclamation yeah. mark, exclamation Yeah, well, mark. this was – I was like, well, they've got Beyonce and they've got Donald Glover, both of whom are good singers. I'm like, well, why didn't you showcase them more? So Pentatonics did a cover of Can You Feel the Love Tonight mm. um, to celebrate this movie coming out. And I've been listening to it a lot. Mm. And, like, the original is great. Their version of it is different, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'd been so used to that. And then I came into this and I'm like, what is this? They also changed some of the lyrics for that pointlessly, I yeah, feel like. Because I, I, I couldn't understand them anyway. <laughs> well, see, it didn't seem like there was a reason behind a lot of those. I noticed that no. as well. You can sometimes, you can tell some changes happen, you know, because you know, sensibilities have changed or the things wouldn't fly now that would fly then. But that didn't seem to be an issue here. They just sort of moved it around to make it suit the people singing it maybe i don't know without changing it to can you feel the love today to make sense in the movie yeah <laughs> anyway or they or just making it nighttime so yeah. it'll make sense yes because people are going to want the people are going to want the song they don't want the um they don't they don't want like a new song that's called can you feel the love today because like that doesn't <laughs> exist but like okay so the best stuff in this movie was shot in the dark. Mm. I feel like the best scenes. I think the the elephant graveyard scene was quite good. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the new um Shenzi. Flores Kazumba's Shenzi is interesting and I enjoyed her. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't do more with Keegan Michael Key and yeah. I want to say Eric Andre. Yeah, I don't I I thought Keegan Michael Key was quite good fun as well in that part. But they like I mean, they were a bit comic relief but they were also off to the side and didn't do a lot of, like, didn't let them do a lot of admi- ad-lib. Mm-hmm. Although I did think it was funny when they did the, like, when Keegan Michael Key was all up in, it was, oh, it was the other way around. One of them was all up in the other one's space. That was funny yeah, to me. Yeah, the other one was up in Keegan Michael Key's yeah. space, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. They were, I liked those <laughs> two. They were actually two of my favorite bits. All the comic relief. I'm always into the comic relief. In those I'm bits. not always, but definitely in this movie. Oh, sorry, really in this movie, it. I just was in desperate need of it because that's where the the big disappointment of Be Prepared happened. Because obviously, as we talked about in the spoiler-free bit, Be Prepared is amazing. It's oh such a good number, and it's such a big like. Jeremy Irons isn't the world's greatest singer either, but it's just well, this, he doesn't sing most of no, it. No, he mostly it transitions into um, another dude. I want to say Jim Cummings, but it might not be. Yeah, but it's a really great showcase for Scar, and I just just does not happen here. Like the whole thing is sort of in the dark. He's just giving a. It's almost like he's giving a talk to the um, the hyenas, and he only does the actual main refrain of "Be prepared" one time. I was right, Jim Cummings. Yeah, go me. Yeah, yeah um, it, tried, it was just like that's such a disappointment. Not only that, Chewie can kind of sing like he's mm. not the greatest singer but i've heard him sing before yeah yeah so for them to do what they did with be prepared in this and not do all the like triumph of the will lenny Riefenstahl like clear nazi comparisons mm. because especially it, a movie that's coming out in 2019 like come on guys yeah that's and, a gimme and the um hyenas are clearly like the ss mm. right like you know rounding up subversive people and all that sort of stuff like it yeah, it was it was a that. silly it was a, like a stupid easy thing to do. Like that was a gimme. And like if there was studio interference to stop that, then that's a problem. And Chewie um, was doing such a good job with Scar too. Yeah, he's he got a great su- voice. He's doing such a good like it's kind of Jeremy Ironsy. 
but it's not completely Jeremy Ironsy. No, no. It's um. I actually got a bit of a at first because I didn't know who was the voice. I was like, is that Hugo Weaving? Because it, it sounded got a bit. I got a bit of that vibe off him, mm. which is that's the right vibe to go for. Yeah, exactly. He did a really, really good job with the voice acting, which not everybody in this did. Mm. So I was really impressed with that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was pleased with that. His version of Scar. He was good casting. Mm. Um, I was a little disappointed with his um. Long Live the King when he mm. kills Mufasa because um, Jeremy Irons plays it like creepy and low and he went yeah. like too big on it. But mm. <laughs> that's a small moment. Yeah, yeah. The problem was that the expressions on the lion faces don't match the voice performance. And this was the biggest problem during Mufasa's death scene. Mm. Mufasa's death scene should be so upsetting. Yeah. But like you can't see sadness on a lion face. Not on a real one, no. Like there's no you can't see the sadness reflecting reflected on Simba's little face. No. So you're like the voice actor's giving it everything and the face is just kind of a cat. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean there, I think there was some effort in there, but I might not be the best like judge of these things because literally everything makes me tear up right now and I'm like, oh god, sad. But I, I think the whole the whole time that was a thing. Like that was an issue for me throughout mm. the movie, especially when like uh, Nala and Simba flirting, like it's in the voice performances, mm. but it's not really in their faces. Yeah, exactly. Nala in general it's a problem with especially mm. since like and also they don't I don't think they do enough to make all the lions look different. No, uh, this, this is what Jelly said to me as we got out of the movie. He's like, I couldn't tell the difference between Nala and Sarabi half the time. And me, you could, me neither. I couldn't either until I heard their voices. And then even then, only when like they were grown, like when um, Nala was grown up and it was clearly Beyonce, was it, I, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, this one. Well, but Nala was littler. When she was, yeah, she, when so she was it was, easy, it was easy then. But um, there were other um, lionesses and they mm. all looked exactly the same. Yeah, it's D- Disney animating women problem. Kind of, but I mean, they're, they're, it's because they're lions. Yeah. And like it's easy because Mufasa and Simba basically look the same as well. Yeah, well, they, they have the eye thing to kind of distinguish them from other lions and obviously Scar has a scar. Well, Scar's easy because Scar is looks completely different to Mufasa because mm. yeah. Scar's all like – scraggly and scrawny mm. and and like it looks just completely unlike and, and they make an effort yeah but that's the only like all the other ones i'm like yeah it, they just you could just basically be like interchange them and it would make yeah. no difference there's no effort to make sarabi look older than nala nope like they just look exactly the same they really it's do so hard and also <laughs> i sort of was watching this movie going where's all the other male lions yeah like in a pride, the lead lion doesn't kill that, all the other f- male lions. Well, but it, it's all lionesses in the animated version. Too, I know. Though. I'm just. <laughs> it's. It, I'm they, making criticisms of Lion King in general now. And, yeah, and then of course the, the implication there is that Mufasa is the father of both Nala and Simba. If he's the only male lion in the pride, and then he's got there's all these lionesses and baby lions. Well. Yeah, I think it's more noticeable in this because they try to do more with the lionesses mm. in a battle sequence that like just blew my mind with how many of the minor characters they tried to include in that pointlessly. Um, But like, and I I was watching them all fight and I'm like, wait, where are the other male lions in this pride? Like this pride can't survive with only one male lion and all these lionesses. It's not going to work. I remember thinking that when I watched the animated version. So that's a, yeah, that's a Lion King criticism in general. Yeah. But we were allowed to do that. This is a Lion King. This is a Lion King criticism. We we don't have to only criticize the new one. We can talk about the whole. I wondered that too. It doesn't make any 
any sense. You'd think there'd be other male lions. Oh, and Scar, I suppose, is there, but you'd think there'd be more than that. There's also a weird thing where uh, John Oliver, Zazu, comes mm. in and is like, oh, the hyenas are invading the Pride Land. And, uh, and then he goes, Sarabi is leading the charge. And so Mufasa says, Zazu, get um, Simba to safety. Yeah. And then by the time Simba gets back, Sarabi's there. Mm. And I was like, isn't she leading the charge? What is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> like, she see off Timing these... wise, this doesn't make any sense. How did we make, yeah, how did we get back there safely? When, yeah. And I think it's because in the original movie, they don't say Sarabi is leading the charge. No, they don't. They're trying to give the lionesses more. A bit um, more, yeah, like they have a role. Agency. Yeah. But in doing that, they've made the timing of that scene not make any sense. Mm, yeah. Um, and then there's a line that they sort of stick in where Simba's like, oh, you just scared off all the hyenas. There's no hyenas around. You scared them all off. And I'm like, when? In what time? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we didn't have that scene. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. But yeah, it was giving the lionesses more to do made it really stand out how little they have to do as well. Yeah, especially as there are – they just have so many of them. Yeah. Like other than Sarabi and Nala, none of them have a name or a real character. And you're also kind of like, well, if you guys are this good at fighting, why didn't you just try earlier? Mm. Like you guys chase off hyenas all the time. Why didn't you just – Your lions. Try this before. You, it, you know that you're like powerful and large and predators. Yeah, it was that, – yeah. that made it stranger. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm. I also really like the stage musical of Lion King. Oh, which I haven't seen, but yeah, I've seen it like two or three times now. Oh, nice. I saw Jay Lagaya in the stage version <gasps> of Lion King, which was super cool. Um, and I saw it in Vegas as well, and I really enjoy it. Mm. There's a couple of songs that are in that that I kind of realized I've like mentally placed in the Into original the Lion King <laughs> that aren't there. Uh, so Zazu sings the morning report in the uh, musical and he doesn't sing it in the yeah, yeah, he movie. Doesn't. Actually, I've never even seen the musical and I was expecting him to sing the morning report. But yeah. I, I, And then there's a song called The Madness of King Scar. Oh, nice. Which is a scene between Scar and Zazu that is great. Oh, actually, that's one scene that – there's a scene where um, Scar's got Zazu locked up in the animated version, yeah. which Robin, Willi- uh, Robin Williams, Rowan Atkinson really kind of takes advantage of and he's singing Nobody Knows the Trouble I See yeah. and he's dragging his little cup along. With- like it's a funny little memorable scene that also shows that Scar is terrible Yeah, that just is missing from this one entirely. Yeah, he tries to kill Zazu at one point, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And um, and that's that's when that scene, that Madness of King Scar mm. takes place. And it's really cool. And you kind yeah. of watch Scar break down. And like, because he is such a sort of incompetent leader. Yeah. And this movie kind of adjusted that, but it didn't make a lot of sense. No. Like, he was like, oh, the lions will now eat after the hyenas. And you're like, well, then you're just going to kill the lions. What are you doing? Mm. It's so, like, it's so pointless. Yeah. And then, um, but my favorite, my favorite song in the musical is called Shadowlands. And it's a song that Nala sings about having to go off and hunt and leave her pride behind. Because ah. um, Scar sends the lionesses to go try and find more food. Yeah, yeah. Which makes so much more sense. He's an incompetent leader, and not he's a let like the hyenas in. The hyenas have taken all the food, yeah. right? Exactly. So the lion, so the lionesses are going out into danger, yeah, to bring more food back. Which is why she eventually runs into Simba, yeah, because she's out hunting. And the song is beautiful, and Beyonce, I'm sure, could have done a good version of it if they'd reined her in a little bit. So well, I'm really well, sad a, that it's not in this movie. Well, I'm, what a like it would have been a showcase for Beyonce. It would have been a nice big set piece for her to do, and she would have actually sung it instead of having a song over the 
yeah montage and she yeah which would have given her also it would have given them also like a single to release but it wouldn't because it wouldn't have been written for the movie so they wouldn't be nominated for oscars oh, you couldn't do that yeah <laughs> which is why they did that extra song but yeah, like it's so frustrating because it's such a good song and it yeah. brings in the score yeah like it works with that score the um mm. the score that you hear over like mufasa in the sky yeah and things the Hans like Zimmer that score yeah yeah which even in this movie like affected me a few times. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, actually, part of this video that I saw last night of John Favreau was he, that Hans Zimmer was really keen to come back in and like fix up bits of the score that he hadn't like done. Like he, he apparently done it on such a limited budget and stuff that he, he didn't have time to get a full orchestra in for things. And he was like, "Oh, we've got money now to do that." That yeah, the score was he oh just, my yeah. god. Like, he went just, to town. That was beautiful. I really, I really loved the score. Well, the score and the soundtrack are amazing. Like, yeah, but even the soundtrack in this wasn't as good. No, it wasn't. In weird ways. Uh huh. Um, the I can't wait to be king. Yeah, yeah. The girl is a like, she's not a better singer, but she's a strong. Like her voice is stronger than the boy. Hmm. And they don't fix that. They don't put his volume up or adjust him, it. Yeah. Like change the sound balance so that they're equal. Mm. They just have her, like, completely overshadowing him whenever they sing together. Mm. And I'm like, why? Yeah. It's that um, Aladdin problem of just not quite as good or not quite as well arranged or not quite as well done. Like, why? But also, they have the money and the time. Yeah. Why release this? Yeah, they have the resourcing to do it. It's, mm. it's a pretty easy fix, too. You just, like, turn up his volume a little and turn down her volume yeah. a little. Why release this? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to release this version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? fix it before you put the movie out fix it yeah because i mean when you remake something like the lion king i think a lot of the attachment to it is the songs because they're so iconic Mm. our for our generation that this movie is one that is a common cultural reference for everyone yeah like everyone knows this movie and you know all the songs and they're all sort of imprinted on your brain. Do I some of them were like I didn't mind the uh, the cover of uh Circle of Life at the start. I didn't mind that. I, it's not the same. It's not quite as good, but it, I didn't mind it. It doesn't go hard enough. Yeah. It's too like but none of them do though. None of them go hard enough. No. I was like why aren't you going as hard as you so can none on None of the songs go that hard and they they probably should because like uh, having having watched this in a cinema full of like people with small children the whole appeal, the whole nostalgia appeal of this for people our age who take their children along to it is like literally singing it to your kids. Mm. And that was like was what half the most of the cinema was doing, including us. And it was like, you, why wouldn't you go all out on it? Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. I thought that name sounded familiar. Young Nala is actually the girl from Us, the oh, daughter yeah, from yeah. Us. Um, I recognized her name. Yeah, Shahadi Wright Joseph. Yes, that's it. And she was, I mean, they were fine. Yeah. I thought John Carney was having a lot of fun as um, Rafiki. But again, in the musical, the stage musical, Rafiki's a female character uh-huh. and sings The Circle of Life. Yep. So when when Rafiki was male again, it like it took me a minute Three. to adjust every time I saw him. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. He's male in this version. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. But John Carney, I think, did one of the best – vocal performances him and and Mm. chewy i think were the two best also there's something just very natural about seth rogan's voice coming out of a warthog yes that was a great bit of casting and billy eichner they were just i liked i really liked that casting yeah it just sounds but it sounds so natural 
It just sounds so right for his voice to be coming out of a warthog. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I do not think they needed to give him a battle scene. Um, Uh, I also don't think they needed to include Zazu in the battle scene. Yeah. That was a bit weird, wasn't it? Like, okay, we we want to include everybody. They'd be dead. (laughs) Zazu would be super dead. (laughs) Like, it's pointless and it's Mm. kind of embarrassing. (laughs) I found it embarrassing. Uh, I was like, no, like I cringed at that. I was like, no, why? Yeah, no, I didn't cringe. This isn't what these characters are for. No, I was like, oh, okay. This is what we. This is what we're going to use the the time we lost, with the time we took out to not do other cool things to add back in. I don't know. It yeah. was weird. Um. Okay, I'm going to go through my my first note is just nah. <laughs> it's like nah. That, that is there. the first note of the movie. <laughs> I think that one of the first notes that I wrote is actually pretty much my feeling of the whole movie which is that it's more but it's less affecting yeah like there's more happening but it's much less you know makes you feel so much less and yeah and this has been the problem with all these disney remakes like it was the problem with aladdin it was the problem with all the other ones i don't know um, i've lost the only one i really liked was maleficent and that was because that wasn't a remake that was like a getting somewhere else in the universe kind of thing well that was like disney via wicked What's it, like alternate, not alternate universe, but like um, exploring, you know, other parts of the mm. universe rather than actually straight up remaking the thing that was was there. And and it just like why not do something like that that's a bit more interesting? Except that's not entirely true because we both liked The Jungle Book. We did actually. Yeah, we did. And also there's 101 Dalmatians, which people have yep. pointed out is technically one of these. Yes, yes, just a few years earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean they, that's true. We don't we hate them all, but there is the, – the ones that have come out – this year at least, have been a bit more like pale imitations. The thing is you have to do something with it. Yeah. You can't just like – Remake it. Literally re- – like the Aladdin and Lion King mm. are too close to the originals to be worth yeah. redoing. Maleficent and Jungle Book did something different with them mm. and therefore are more interesting to redo. Yeah. I think that's really the key for a lot mm. of these. Is not, that Don't make, remake a shot-for-shot shot Lion King with CG. No, you got to – Take some bits out. Yeah, no. Take a look at what what's interesting about the Lion King, and then draw that out. What's interesting in the Lion King that didn't get done in the first one, and draw that out. That would be my yeah. And that's where they've been successful versus where they've been bad. Except that then these ones that are the bad pale imitations just keep making so much money. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're banking on that nostalgia sort of thing. Mm. Okay. When you saw it, was it like a proper widescreen? Um, I'm not sure. That screen was narrow, and I don't know if that's. Ah, I don't know. I watched it at Dendi Premium, um, so it wasn't any wasn't like a fancy screen or anything. But I, I don't know. I didn't notice it. Like they had, they didn't have the things down the side or anything. Okay, I don't remember if all these jokes are in the original with the morning report. But John Oliver talks about the giraffes and necking the baboons are going ape. And cheetahs never prosper. Yeah, that was great. Which are very funny lines. I don't yes. remember if they're the. I feel like they're like this, different funny lines. Yeah, to the, I think they're the the other one is in that spirit, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah. In um, to just can't wait to be king. There was a little hippo that I liked. It's the only <laughs> thing I noticed. the The original just can't wait to be king is like all of the animals, like you know, doing things that they can't do. Mm, mm. Basically, it was stylized Mm. this one couldn't do that and therefore it was boring yep like it was it was 
so much less interesting because they couldn't do like they couldn't you know no, be imaginative. They're supposed to be real animals, and so you've, you're limited. And this was again for something that John Favreau was talking about on this video, this Vanity Fair video. You are really limited by what animals can actually do. Uh, so e- even such basic things as how Rafiki holds up Simba in the, at the beginning, they can't make his body angle in the same way you would in animation. So they basically cheat it because with the physics of a real animal, you just wouldn't be able to do that. And the yeah. way they bow their heads, the way they move, everything. It's a real limitation on what you can do. It's it's that thing about where in animation you can show a lot more emotion and do a lot more storytelling visually than you can when you've actually just got real – like when, when you're trying to maintain a level of realism. Yeah, clearly the problem was with the brief. Mm. It was like make it look as realistic as possible so you've got no emotion and no mm. – like, you know, you can't – be yeah. as imaginative because the problem is right there at the very start yeah. of let's make this Lion King but real. Lion King and with real animals, yeah. The thing is, they're talking, singing animals. It's already not real. Yeah. So it's pointless. Yeah. I did like, yeah, like I said, I liked the elephant graveyard scene mm. and Shenzi's promotion. <laughs> um, but um, that was like properly creepy. And I think because it doesn't have to be colorful, it's supposed to be dim and creepy and that yeah, sort of stuff scary, it's much yeah. more effective mm-hmm. whereas all the bits that are supposed to be colorful and are dull you're like why yeah you know it's not fun to watch this no no it doesn't matter if it's like realistic it's dull it's slow yeah. yeah the only thing that i liked about be prepared is that they kept the um one of my favorite lines in the movie which is that that our teeth and ambi- ambitions are bad Ah. Uh. At least they had that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I also was confused as to why there's so many accents, yeah. given that they're all in the same place. Ah, oh, well. Because there's like five different ones that I noticed. Yeah. There's a line, and I, again, I don't remember the, if this is in the original, where when Scar takes Simba to the gorge to find his roar, Simba goes, Dad will be so proud. Mm. That made my heart break Aww. more than the, the actual death scene. Because I was like, no, he's going to die and it's he's going to be sad. You're not going to know you're roaring, you poor little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the colors and hard to see sadness on lion face? Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. It's funny that, actually. Because, I mean, you can do emotion on animal faces. It's just not quite animation level. You can do it. Like, I mean, because the internet is full of, you know, cats who are clearly showing emotion or yeah. showing emotion that humans read. Yeah. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the Jungle Book didn't have that problem, right? No. I feel like they didn't do that with the Jungle Book. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to the Jungle Book because we definitely we reviewed that. And I don't remember having the same problem with it. No. I, the Jungle Book also felt a bit more out there as well in terms of like they pushed the boat out a little bit in terms of the animals. And I mean, you had the voice performances as well. People like Bill Murray who really kind of turned it up. When they were performing. That's so funny because I'd completely forgotten Bill Murray was in that. (laughs) He's the bear. Yeah, no, but well, I'm really attached to um, Phil Harris as Baloo. um, And I had completely forgotten that Bill Murray was Baloo. I remembered um, Ben Kingsley as Bagheera because he was really good. And I remembered Christopher Walken, but I'd totally forgotten who played Baloo. I think that's just because like in my mind it is like Baloo is Phil Harris Right, like okay. it's, he's just so kind of iconic to me. Mm. Hang on, I'm I'm watching the trailer for the <laughs> Jungle Book so I can see if it did the same thing. Right. I think also Jungle Book has got a thinner plot. Yes, 
Yeah, and there was a bit more capacity to kind of do things with it. It's also a lot less beloved. Like yeah. people, which again is something Favreau mentioned, people aren't as attached to it. So they are willing to kind of accept a little bit more license with it. And mm. so they were, they pushed the boat out a bit. Yeah. They tried something new. But yeah, and they made it like a scary kind of intimidating, like this is a real boy who's mm. in a jungle that is dangerous to him. It's terrifying, yeah. Yeah. Which I can tell even from this trailer. Hmm. You can't tell from that trailer. No. no. It's been a little while. Like That came out, what, 2015? I don't remember. 2016. It does look sort of the same, actually. Yeah, visually, no, yeah. He's definitely – there's more expression in their faces. Yeah. Look at – Yeah, I, I think um, – I, Look I, at Shere Khan's face in this. So that Idris Elba voice performance. Yeah, there is. I, I actually think they were less attached to realism yeah. in that one than they were in this one. And I think in this one, as I think I said at the start, there was a lot about the technical challenge of making the animals look like real animals. Yeah. They they seemed more interested in that than in um, making the animal – using animals to tell a story. Yeah. Um, you described um, Timon earlier as, butchy, I, uh, as bitchy and I wrote sassy Matata. Sassy. <laughs> um, uh. I also thought it was funny that the delegation of – like the watching the delegation of responsibility from like Scar telling um, Shenzi to go and kill Simba and then her delegating yeah. it to the Keegan-Michael Key and Eric Andre ones and they're like, ah, he's dead and going Let's back. Let's just say he died. Yeah. So um, we ate him, yeah. It, which which I thought was funny yes. in this one. Yeah. I, I don't that remember that. Does that happen in the old one too? Something I, like that I, I do remember him saying kill him. Like I'm pretty sure that he – Yeah. Which still, and they also even, abdicate responsibility for killing him. But yeah. yeah. Even now – yeah, but Shen, in the original it's less chain of commandy because Shenzi is not the leader of the hyenas. Right, the hyenas right. are just like a pack. Yeah. It's more like the communists. <laughs> An amoral collective, yeah, yeah, exactly. An anarchist collective, yeah, but yeah, an anarchist collective. They're not; they don't have a leader. No, no, they do. Why they're vulnerable to Scar? Yeah, well, yeah, because while he can provide for them, even then, I remember going, "Why does he tell Simba to run away if he's just going to kill him?" Yeah, why not just kill him? Exactly. I mean, even if even if he he has trouble killing his nephew, why not just? But he just killed his brother, so like, yeah. But it always seemed like he's more fond of Simba than. Yeah, faster. Let's yeah, face it. Yeah, and he also yeah because there's scenes earlier on where he's like trying to mold Simba a little bit and yeah. actually have some influence over the king. But even when he comes back, mm. he only kill he only goes to kill him when it's like necessary. Yeah, yeah. he's he's less you know yeah he le- holds less anger towards Simba yeah. than Mufasa, which I, I'm I don't like this like um, Chewie's voice performance aside, I don't like this version of Scar as much because nope. the original version of Scar is more. He's very calculating, but he's also like he's a poor leader. He's a he's an incompetent. Mm. Like it shows why Mufasa was a good leader. Yeah, more. This one makes it seem like Scar just does all these things because he's evil and he wants everybody to die, mm. which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why did he try and seize power if he just wants to kill everybody? Like he wants to seize power so that he rules over everybody and they look up to him, but yeah. he never tries to get them to look up to him in this version. No. And, like, he doesn't try and fix the problems that he's caused. No. Which is what he does. Like, he's just – 
and I know the madness of King Scar is the musical, but that's a lot of him going like, why can't I like rule this kingdom? Why can't I get Sarabi to love me? This I don't yeah. understand why this isn't working. Yeah. Which is much more interesting. He's a more interesting character that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what yeah. more layers. Yes. I don't remember if there was always Simba walking across dunes in a desert. I thought that was weird. Um there is he is stuck out in the desert. Um, that's how he comes across Timon and Pumbaa, but I don't remember exactly how that works. See, I don't know if there's dunes involved. I think it's more of a wasteland. What I remember is him falling yep. and him being passed out from that, and then the vultures come and then – so it's just like they're right n- yeah. near where, like, if you go yeah. past Hyena Land, then you get to – Yeah, it was more like – that's what I think. It was more like a wasteland. Like, he maybe walked a little way and was trying to find – you see him mm. trying to find water and, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's been, it has actually been a little while since I've wa- last watched the animated version. Why can all of the uh, animals talk but the bugs can't? Well, yeah, and the bugs are – it also seems like they – like eating the bugs is almost like the vegetarian option. Everyone's like, oh, no, you can't kill antelopes. They don't want him to kill antelopes and stuff because antelopes are their friends. But, like, they prey on the bugs and the bugs are living creatures too. Maybe Disney's trying to promote the eating of insects. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it is a very that's very, very forward thinking. Pop, yeah, it's protein. a popular, popular thing at the moment. There's a couple of meta jokes that um, are made in this version. Yeah, when he, I think there are in the original as well. But yeah. when he, when they do Hakuna Matata at the end of it, they make these jokes about how Simba's gotten so much bigger since they started the song. <laughs> yes, there's another little pun there as well in that one, but I didn't write it down, so I can't remember it. Uh, they, he talks about riffing as well. Yeah, there's some, some. Yeah, it's like a really obvious pun, but it was okay. Quite I don't funny. remember. I it. don't remember either. Yeah, he he says, um, "Oh, and he's riffing now too." And then Pumbaa goes, "Yeah, but it's better this way," which yeah. I thought was funny. I was completely thrown off by the circle of life hair symbolism, where like a bit of Simba's hair comes off, and mm. then it goes through like it gets eaten and then pooped out and then like and taken to Rafiki and I'm like, no, that's poop hair. What are you doing? <laughs> that hair has just been in poop. Well preserved. They wrote, did they pay the rider of the lion sleeps tonight yet? Because that was a big thing. Yeah. I remember that they never paid the rider of oh that song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that whole like um, anime that's very, it was very similar. It came out a couple of years earlier and all that thing. Oh yeah. Which I remember from the time, like yeah. I remember that from back then. So yeah, that's I did. a long running I did quite like the fancy acapella version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight with all the other animals in it, Oh yeah, much like fun. making it, kind of filling it out a bit. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that as well. That was maybe my favorite change to any song in the movie, which is silly, but it is. It's a great song, and that's sort of also how it's meant to be, with the like it's meant to be like a choir piece or an acapella yeah. piece. It was neat. There's a bit when after stuff to Nala um, attacks Simone and Pumbaa, and then they, they wrestle for a bit, and... and then Nala and, and Simba are rejoicing where Timon comes up and he comes out and he goes, ha, 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 what fun. <laughs> Just killed me. Yeah. Very Billy eichner <laughs> It was, but it was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, there's a line about getting the lions crossed. You're getting, you got your lions crossed. I think that's in the original, but it's still funny. Yes, that might be the pun I was thinking of. Yeah. Yep. That's still funny. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of ranting about it being daylight. I also put in um, Asante Sana squash banana, which he doesn't actually say in this version. No. But I, like uh, my brain went there and then it went to that, like there's a vine of a guy in a tree doing it and then falling out of the tree. Oh, dear. Mufasa in the storm. If you hadn't seen the original, it wouldn't make any sense because you can't see him. 
No, no. You're just like, why is, why is the cloud talking? Yeah. And then there's like flashes of lightning that are like mimic his face. Yeah. But I'm like, no, just do it, guys. Yeah, like, this doesn't work not, at all. No, you can't see it. It's not visible. No. Kids who would see that would go, what the hell is happening? Why is this guy talking? Yeah. There's a line that Timon says where he says it's a puppet about Zazu mm-hmm. that I thought might be, be a reference to the musical. Oh, uh, yeah. It could easily be. And then they do a meta Beauty and the Beast joke. Yes. That, like, I think the original is culturally um, appropriative and, and yeah. not appropriate, but it's a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just a lot more effective. I can't I can't remember the original one, but yeah. It's the, are you aching for some bacon? He's a big pig. You can be a big pig, too. Ooh. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, but he's in, like, a hula skirt and stuff. Yeah, no. So it, oh, kind, of, yes, of it kind of mimics, like... Yeah. Hawaiian yeah, it's a bit appropriate. They probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, no, I understand. But it's much funnier. <laughs> much, much funnier than Be Our Guest. But of course, I yeah. also, because I knew it was Billy Eichner and I know slash suspect Billy Eichner is a big Disney fan, like having him sing a piece from Beauty and the Beast was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. I just, it doesn't work as well as a no, joke no, as the original. Not nearly. Does. And it's also, it relies on knowing Beauty and the Beast and knowing this is part of Disney and knowing that that's just been remade as a live action, blah, blah, oh, yeah, blah. Yeah, I forgot about that one. No, I had problems with that one too. <laughs> Scar's like, oh, you didn't tell them about how you killed Mufasa? And I'm like, when was he going to tell them he just showed up? Yeah. Like, you were here when he showed up. When yeah. was he going to tell them about it? Yeah. And then my last note is stupid score still gives me chills. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when he was coming good. out on Pride Rock. Mm-hmm. And I was good. like, the scene looks boring as, but the score, wow. And then all the, you know, animals and the. Yeah. And then we come back to the circle of life and uh, yeah. yeah. All the uninteresting stuff. Yeah. I have it like I noticed that um the new cub doesn't get the crown mm-hmm. scrubbed on its head and I'm pretty sure that's cuz it's a girl. Like in the original it's a girl, so uh, yeah, yeah. or the sequel made it a girl and so I think that's why they didn't like oh, do the draw yeah. do the red line on its head cuz yeah. it's a girl so it can't be the king. Which made me want question a lot of things about the uh the this suddenly more equal um lion king version and why the female lion still can't be queen instead. patriarchal. Yeah, like why isn't Sarabi doesn't Sarabi become queen? She's clearly a leader amongst them. Yes. Yeah. Because because it's Hamlet. Yes. Although if they really wanted to go full Hamlet, they would have had Sarabi marry Scar. Yeah. But anyway. Yes. And then had everybody die at the end. Yeah. And Timon and Pumbaa clearly, Rosencrantz and Guildenstone. They also have to die yep. off screen. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. That's all of my notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's give this movie a rating. Like two and a half stars? Because it's, I guess it's competently made, but it is also really dull and unnecessary, I think is the bigger problem I have with this. I had given it two and a half stars. I'm going to give it two now. Just because, mm. like, I feel like overall on balance, that's better. Because it just doesn't deserve it. It's, it. I mean, I know it's all made well and the story is good and everything. But, mm. like, there is no reason to go see this. There's no merit You in can it. just go see the other one. Yep. And it's so much better. Yeah. I'd be fascinated to watch them one, too, as well. Because oh, I haven't seen The Lion King in a while. I know it quite well. Yeah. Same. But clearly not well enough to remember all the little jokes and stuff in it and whether or not it yeah. matches up perfectly. I That would actually be really interesting. Yeah. But anyway. Or like watch a whole side by side. Oh, God. And switch the like the audio between them as it goes through just to see what it's like. Mm. Yeah. I forgot to talk about the vo- vo- vocal performances I didn't like too. Uh, Beyonce. I wasn't a big fan of Alfred Woodard either. 
Mm, she was okay. I think the biggest problem was just that it was hard to differentiate. Yeah, between them, yeah. Between them. Like, you know, um, James L. Jones is doing the same thing. Yeah. But older, which sounds a bit weird. It does, like, does it? Yeah, because his voice he sounds like, more like a grandfather to him than yeah, a father. I, and, like, I get that they, what they wanted to do, but you can't change that. Like, no. people's voices age as yeah. they do. Yeah, I think my favourite vo- vocal – and Donald Glover as well. There's something about Donald Glover and Beyonce – like their patterns of speech and stuff sound a little like strange compared mm. to the other people's. Yep. And it kind of makes sense for Simba because he's been off yep. with um, Timon and Pumbaa. And so like for him to have a more relaxed kind of speaking pattern makes sense. But Beyonce's is too relaxed because she's grown up with Sarabi and Scar mm. and Mufasa who are very like have that very kind of old fashioned elocution. Style. Oh, yeah. Old fashioned yeah. elocution. And she's like, got kind of more of a patter and stuff. Yeah. I felt like they could have done some work to, like, polish Beyonce up and rein her in a little bit, and then she could have done a good performance, but they didn't. They just let her be Beyonce, and I don't think it works for Nala. Mm, That's interesting, yeah. The kids do it a lot too, actually, but they're kids, so it doesn't matter as much, although it really did bother me that her voice was so much clearer and stronger than his was not just on the songs but even when they're talking yeah when they talk over each other you can hear her really clearly and his voice disappears yeah absolutely um which is confusing and strange yeah but yeah all right that was you know all right i will wrap up Uh, thank you very much for listening to the silver screen queens podcast if you would like show notes or old episodes they're on our website silverscreenqueens.com and if you would like to find us on social media we're at screen underscore queens on twitter and facebook.com forward slash silver screen queens thank you for listening bye bye